When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Reese Plumbing, designed to help your business grow and succeed. Reese works for you. It's the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show with Daniel McCarty, Grant Elliott and Justin Marshall on SCNZ. Have some moves. What do you mean? You got some moves. Of course, like. Oh, that surprised me. You sound so surprised, mate. No, that does surprise me. Look at I these didn't... hips. Look at these hips go. She's a lucky woman. Hips. She is a very, very <laughs> lucky woman. Good morning, Grant Elliot. Good morning, Daniel McCarty, showing good. us some moves this morning. It's pretty you can't see them. It's a problem with radio, yeah. but it's also a good thing. It's a positive because the, the of you, <laughs> you looked a little bit worse for wear this morning, I must say. Well, the, the Saturday sesh uh, turned into a Friday sesh, so my humble apologies. But I'm a professional. I'm uh, here to play on. What a day of sport we've got ahead. All, of course, centred on the Super Rugby final. Oh, it's got to be. has to be centred on Super Rugby. We're wedged in the middle of these two rugby powerhouses in, in 2022. Dream Pol- matchup. And polarising fan bases. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to hear from you, uh, the listener, 0800 I want to know where people are watching this and if there's any sort of uh, Blues Crusaders inter-family rivalry. Oh, yes. It's got to be. Well, look at the Barretts. How good was that? Yeah. Two yeah. captains. I think they were, they were talking about having dinner at, at maybe Bowden's house and um, they asked if the chicken was going to be cooked right. <laughs> <laughs> Susie comes in. <laughs> Hello, Scott. Is that here's, really here's a thing? Your here's your dinner. Was Susie really a thing? Oh, no, no, Justin Marshall's face is listening up. Yeah, I never heard about that when I was in South Africa. Oh. I came to New Zealand and suddenly I heard about Susie. <laughs> but this is the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show. It is grand final day. Cannot wait. Let's welcome in uh, the man who's uh, been brilliant for us uh, every uh, week here on SCNZ, uh, not only here on the uh, Reese Super Rugby Fan Show, but right across our platforms. He is, of course, former All Black. Halfback and uh, lead uh, Sky Sports co-commentator. It is the one, the only Mr. Justin Marshall. He must be fizzed for finals day. Marshy, good morning. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning to you, Grant. Yep, you guys are more fizzed than me. You see, what have you been <laughs> drinking this morning? <laughs> Loads yeah, of coffee, absolutely. I can tell you. It's, yeah, very nice. Oh, look, what a great um, occasion we're going to have at Eden Park this evening. Um, I'm looking out the window at the moment, it's looking a little bit gloomy, but uh, hopefully it stays reasonably dry so that both teams can go out there and play the style of rugby that got them both to the final. 
Nighttime footy, of course, uh, for a final. The day must just drag on forever, right, Justin, for these players leading up to kickoff. Yeah, but, but they're used to it. So everybody's got their, their routines, um, each individual. Uh, they, they have their set structure throughout the day, so there will be uh, an opportunity to, to get out in the morning. They'll probably go for coffees. Um, sometimes they go on the bus. Sometimes they just walk, and that's just to get some fresh air early. And then uh, later part of the day, the forwards will do some lineouts. Uh, the backs will probably have a second coffee. <laughs> um, and, and and then and then obviously in between all of that, there's there's their uh, carbo loading, so all their food and nutrition um, are, are set down at certain times. So you know you've got to make sure that you don't miss that, so that you've got all your fuel on board. So look, the, the day is structured out quite well. And then you know you're either a sleeper or you aren't. You you either stay awake or you take a nap. Um, and actually, before a semi-final, way back in the day with the Crusaders, uh, it was a really nice uh, summer's afternoon. And, uh, well, not summer's afternoon, but it was a nice afternoon in Christchurch. And I mowed the lawns, to be perfectly honest. So that was a, <laughs> that was a bit of a weird thing to do. Well, uh, so Justin, I mean, I know in cricket, you had uh, some of the, the cricketers that were really pedantic with their routines. Did you have a set routine? Uh, I, I wasn't entirely structured like I should be, Grant. I um, I certainly know that <laughs> some of my teammates were much much more structured than me. Uh, sometimes I would sleep, um, and I'd try to sleep in a bit. But uh, you know, sometimes I'd drift off in the afternoons, and sometimes I wouldn't. But I did always tend to. Uh, I had a little routine at around about, around about before the the uh, about an hour before we used to get on the bus and go to the ground where I would meet with Todd Blackadder uh, in, in Christchurch when we had home games. And we would go do a particular block where the two of us would just walk. Um, and we did that before every every home game. And it was just him and I, you know, the two of us, just walking around this block. How romantic. And that sort of became <laughs> a routine. <laughs> romantic, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like yeah. a long holding, stroll on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Holding hands, you know, yeah. four in the back, holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> don't see that these days but uh, justin the the most high performing teams that you've played in going into finals footy what was the general feeling um in the change room and in the team because i think the best teams i've played in is just a quite a calm feeling but an excited feeling but there was consistency about the how how we approached the game it wasn't because it was a final we approached it in Oh, it's just another game, Grant. Yeah. As that old, yeah. To tell us, it's not just another game, though, is it, Justin? Oh, look, it's not. But if you've got the right mindset that you, you don't let yourself be overwhelmed by the significance of the game that you're about to play, if it's a semi final or a final, because obviously the ramifications of that are either losing a final and not winning the trophy or losing a semi, whatever it might be. And, not partaking in the rest of the competition, so the consequences uh, are, are much more harsh than a normal game. So you've got to you've got to always bear that in mind, and good teams are able to do that and have that in the back of their minds. But at the forefront of their minds is the way that they know that if they play the the, the rugby or whatever sport it might be with the confidence, um, with the I guess without having the burden of the result on their shoulders, and it is kind of like a calmness but being excited about the occasion, being excited about the fact that, mm. you know, you're, you're in a place where many teams aren't, um, they are the teams that tend to be really successful. And I certainly felt that 
you know, we weren't, we weren't any of the, the successful teams in the big games that we were involved in. We weren't um, overexcited. We weren't um, complacently sort of calm, but just in a really good frame of mind to go out there and execute and, and, and know that you have to deliver. You, re- you really have to probably step that up more so than any other game, that you have to deliver. And, and probably the biggest component of it all is to not walk off the field and, and have, having not thrown everything that you've got at it. That's what good teams do. Mm. They, come out, they come out there, and there was times where I sat in the changing room after some really tough encounters and thought to myself, Wow, we, we absolutely threw the kitchen sink at that. We gave them everything they got. It was either the bounce of the ball, the referee, or the opposition being better on the day just got the better of us. But I felt good about the fact that we had given all we had on the day. And for some reason or another, in sport, that's just not enough on, 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 on a night. And, and, you know, basically shit happens, really. And then you've just got to swallow that. <laughs> Well, the niggle started early. We've just uh, received a message via our uh, dear friend Andy Thompson, of course, host of the Rural Roundup, who uh, tweets Super Rugby Final in uh, Auckland has dawned grey and depressing, just like the mood for the Blues rugby team supporters after the inevitable capitulation to the mighty Crusaders. I love Finals Day and I love that needle from uh, respective fan bases. Seven seven days ago at this time, Justin, we'd we'd, uh, seen the Crusaders progress and we were pondering Surely the Blues won't slip up against the Brumbies. It would be a very bluesy thing to do to slip up against the Brumbies. Just the anatomy of that game, it seemed like very decent first-half effort. Second half, they, they seemed off the pace. Some people suggesting lucky to get there. Is that semi-final performance a concern, or they're over the banana skin? How do you reflect on it now a week down the line? I think if Leon McDonald was looking for a game to ground his team, that was the right game for him because ultimately they, apart from the poor start, they, they really were in control of that game and, and they, they had the momentum. Uh, they looked super dangerous when they got to their flow uh, and their big players stepped up when they needed to step up. But then they started to drift and they, they allowed, and they haven't drifted like that for the entire season. And they allowed the... Brumbies to get back in the game and then all of a sudden instead of them dictating they were being dictated too and they found themselves on the back foot and I think when Leon sat down with his leaders and looked at the the game in its entirety and saw how good and devastating they could be when they needed to be when mentally they were on um, he equally would have seen how for the first time in quite a long time they let the game sort of get away from them and it could have very nearly been fatal so I think it's probably it was probably just a bit of a tick-the-box warning that we can't afford to drift like that. You know, like, to be perfectly honest, a better side than the Brumbies, like a Crusaders, would, would have won that game. With, the, with the, the Blues down a man and under the pump, under penalty pressure, a good team probably would have got past the post, and they'd be very well aware of that. So basically what I'm saying is I think it was probably just a really good recheck for the Blues that... You know, they, they, they need to stay within their boundaries. They need to make sure that they are executing and they can't afford to drift out of a game because a good side will put them away. So in a weird roundabout way, even though it nearly gave most of the Blues supporters a heart attack, um, I think it was actually quite a good catalyst for them to get grounded for, for this week's final. Justin, do you think that um, the selection of the, of the All Blacks prior to this final were put 
um, you know, some expectations on some of those players' shoulders going into tonight's game? Yeah, question the timing of that, Grant. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure. I understand why the All Blacks wanted to get their side out because obviously they've they've got all the other players that aren't involved in the final together now, so they've, they're getting extra preparation. So I do get it from that perspective. Um, but it, it is quite uh, a high emotional um, announcement, you know, like either because you're elated or you're deflated. Um, you know, there are players that have missed out that mm. are uh, having to sort of deal with refocusing for a final. Um, and, and there are players that have been unexpectedly to a degree named, you know, Stephen Perifeta, Lester Fyanganuku, you know, new All Blacks um, that have to get themselves refocused and, and, and thinking about not the next step, thinking about the one that's right in front of mm. them. Um, and, you know, that, that, that on young shoulders is, is probably not, not easy. So... Yeah, I certainly think it was a massive distraction, um, and it's created obviously uh, a lot of talk outside of the final as well, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but that's what the All Blacks do in this country; they tend to create debate. Um, but <coughs> I think, yeah, they probably would have preferred to have delayed it a week if they had the ability to do that. So yeah, it's going to be about both those sides, Crusaders and the Blues, their coaches, their support staff, just throughout the week working on those players, making sure that they are focused on one thing and one team alone. Yeah, it, it, it can also have a, a, another effect on players that have been selected where they feel that the eyes are not on them and it frees them up. Someone like Roger Tuvasa-Shek, you know, you might actually see him express himself a little bit more. Yes, yeah, a very good point. And, and that, that, that can also, like you say, be the catalyst for players to not worry about, I guess, their performance, not be afraid to make an error that might cost them an all-black spot, um, be exposed. Uh, and I certainly I certainly do feel that what, what the all-black selectors have got is basically a little mini all-black trial w- within within this game as well, which they'll be really interested in. Like, some players will be, be, be very, very interesting to see their response. Um, you know, like, uh, for example, Cullen Grace. Uh, who would probably be unlucky, and he's up against now the all-black number eight in Hoskins Sotutu. Mm. So that's created a, a great one-on-one matchup that, that will intrigue the all-black selectors as to see how Cullen Grace um, responds. But, yeah, absolutely. I, I certainly feel that players will probably know if they're in the mix to a degree. Um, so the likes of Peter Feta and Roger Tuivasa-Shek, I guess you, you would like to think, though, Grant, that they play that way anyway. You would like to think that they play without worrying about making errors, and they go out mm. and express themselves uh, and show their talent and their skill set, regardless of the fact that, that, that it's got any sort of ramifications towards being an all-black. Before we talk uh, more about the game, the X's and O's of it, so this is the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show, by the way. Reese Plumbing designed to help your business grow and succeed. Reese, it works for you. Uh, Justin, you talked about timing of the all-blacks. Uh, speaking of timing, Australian rugby's timing's been immaculate if you want to create uh, headlines yourselves. Um, the, the best time to protest is when it's most inconvenient for the people you're protesting against. Um, uh, their sort of warning, a, sh- a shot across the bow about possibly leaving uh, Super Rugby. Uh, you know, what's your take on it? And I, I, I don't want to spend a whole heap of time because we have got the final uh, ahead of us, of, of course, but uh, it would be rather foolish of us to ignore it, Justin. Yeah, well, the, you know, we, we certainly want to make sure that we are competing against as many nations and their skill sets as we can, because that that gives us a, a, 
a real equal measure of what world rugby is doing. You know, if we're, we're constantly just playing each other uh, in our own backyard with our own particular set of skills, then it doesn't enable us to develop and get a broader view of the way the game's played. There's no doubt that Australian rugby players' mindset is different to, to, to the way that New Zealand rugby players play and, and teams play. And you only have to ask the likes of the sort of uh, Daryl Gibsons and Robbie Deans and people like that um, to know that they have to tweak their coaching to, to those particular skills. They are strong in, strong in areas that we are not uh, or they are deficient in areas that we are strong. So that, that creates, I guess, a, a difference in a game where you've got to go out there and execute um, you know, in, uh, in areas you don't against New Zealand side. So yeah, very much we need to make sure that our balance is good. And, and you know, I, I certainly feel that we are, we are off where we need to be because we're not playing South African sides. Um, and, and I feel that when we play South African sides with the physicality they bring to the game, but also their mindset uh, that, that when they play New Zealand sides, that we are losing an edge, a quite clear edge by not playing them regularly. Um, and so that's a concern. So you, if you were to take Australian teams out of the mix as well, you know, I think that would be really harmful for our development. Uh, so it is a concern. Um, there's no doubt they've been struggling uh, under Super Rugby in the, in the last decade. Um, not a lot of success in there. Uh, but I thought there had been a bit of a resurgence in Australian rugby. So I'm very, very surprised that, yes, A, the timing, like you mentioned, Daniel, of this announcement, and B, why they would want to consider it. Um, I just don't feel it'll be good for them, and it certainly won't be good for us. Yeah, I'm sceptical of it too. I'm sceptical of it too. All right, let's get to these two sides of the matchups. Grant, is there any particular matchup you're looking forward to? Um, no, just the Barrett brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I mean, the brotherly love. Like, you think of backyard cricket and you think of the tussles they would have had in the backyard. Maybe one of them choosing, you know, the Chiefs team or Crusaders and, you know, Auckland, whatever, uh, Wellington, whoever they were playing for now, it's, you know, Bowden Barrett for the Blues and Scott Barrett for the um, for the Crusaders. So I think that that would be particularly quite funny if if there was a little a coming together. Where, you like it like a little coming together at some. Where stage. Big Barrett Crusaders is running towards him with the ball, and Bowden Barrett's going to have to try to take his brother down. But um, <laughs> that would uh, be nice. I, but, but of course, the, the matchup between Bowden Barrett and the guy on the other side of the park, Richard Wonga, is always discussed. But Justin, who who has the superior forward pack? Um, as far as those two first fives are concerned? Oh, look, I, I certainly think that, you know, the, the Crusaders are, are renowned for their forward pack. You know, they, they, their, their experience is unrivaled. Um, you know, they certainly have that in spades over the Blues. Um, guys that have been to the international stage and won finals and, and equally... Uh, to Super Rugby Finals before as well. So they've got a really seasoned, experienced pack. Uh, and, and you throw Pablo Mateta into the mix as well. well he's, he's certainly no Muppet. He, he's been to the big <laughs> stage as well and performed. So, you know, I, I certainly think they have advantage in that respect. But I don't feel that there's any real superiority either side set-piece-wise. Um, I think the Blues have come a hell of a long way with their line-out more defence and their line-out more drive. Uh, their, their scrum was a massive weapon for them last week. They'll be up against a better scrum in the Crusaders, but, you know, they've, they've, they've had the um, Tonga Fasi, uh, Tuanuku Afe, um, La Lala, all named in the All Blacks. So 
they'll, 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 they'll be good up front. I'm really interested to see when Luke Romano gets injected into the game. Um, that must be super weird for that guy. Like, honestly, he's won yeah. title after title after title with the Crusaders in red and black. And now he's running. He'll, he'll get out there onto the pitch at Eden Park and he'll be looking across at those familiar faces in that familiar jersey and he'll be trying to win a final in a blue shirt. That, that may, Honestly, that would be a mind flip. <laughs> really will. So... You know, his influence will be interesting because he had a hell of a game down in Christchurch. Uh, he was really, he was a really a massive influence up front. So the loose board battle is intriguing. Um, you know, we, whether we might see Papali'i late um, inclusion, no one knows. Um, but regardless of that fact, uh, yeah, I don't see any massive advantage to either side. It's, it's a fascinating matchup up front um, in all positions and across the board. Justin, you speak about Luke Romano. What about Leon McDonald as coach of the Blues? Surely he's got a little bit of intel and he might think that he can give them the edge going into this final? Yep, because not only did he play for the Crusaders, which we we're all aware of, but he coached with Razor as well at the Crusaders. Mm. Uh, so he'll be very well aware of their mindset, their, their finals preparation and the way they go about things because he's been in, in the sheds as a coach doing that and uh, for the opposition so all of a sudden he's in a position now where he will very much know what their prep is all about and what their mindset leading into a final is going to be like because it's under the same coach and why would Razor change it it's been so successful so his prep is not going to change but Leon's experienced it so he'll be able to he'll be able to give his players a bit of a heads up in that regard um, I was talking about it yesterday actually it's quite ironic that I got asked about, um, you know, uh, having played the Blues. And, yeah, we actually lost the final in 2003. That's the last time they won a final uh, at, at Eden Park. And um, cracking game. Uh, both yeah, teams was. looked to go out and play rugby. And uh, they just got the better of us on the day. They had some X-Factor players that opened us up. But the irony of it is that Scott Robertson and Leon McDonald were both playing for the Crusaders. And now here they are opposing coaches. Um, you know, some 19 years later, uh, trying to, to, to do it, to, to win a final in a different way. So, yeah, qu quite uh, quite amazing. Must be a special place to win, though. 98, of course, Crusaders fans will remember that fondly, of course, the James Coo. That doesn't add much, though, does it? Like, let, a big win at Eden Park is going to be fantastic. That doesn't really motivate players. That, that, that comes out on the wash, isn't it, just in a lot of ways? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Um, you know, this. The, I'll give you the tip. Like, in my mind, this was, I think I said, yeah, this is the final the Crusaders wanted. And, and mm. I think this is the this is the edge that Razor knew he needed. Now, if they were playing in Christchurch, I, I think that he'd be slightly more worried because they've shown vulnerability there. But again, it, it's repetitive. You know, they've been to finals. They've won in Christchurch. And they've been slightly off this year. They've still been great, don't get me wrong, yeah. but they've not been that fluid machine that, we're that we expect. Be getting beaten twice at home this year and dropping three games in the regular season is very unusual. So coming to Eden Park is, I think, exactly what he needed just to create that little bit of niggle for the week, that, that slight edge that can, can just get the play as where they need to be uh, going away from home. It's going to be, it's an absolute sellout, like but close to 50,000 tickets. They've even got standing tickets that have, uh, they put on sale yesterday behind the posts. <laughs> people, that's, that's how far they've, they've gone to get people in there. It will be a sea of blue. 
blue and white, you know. So, yeah, the Crusaders are very much in the cauldron of Eden Park, a place the Blues are very hard to beat at. But I feel that that's what the Crusaders, that's the recipe that they needed to unleash their experience in finals um, and to give themselves that, that real competitive edge. So, Justin, you reckon that it's going to be, what, there's 50,000 from what I heard, and you reckon it's going to be a sea mm. of blue and white. I, th I would have thought there'd be some people travelling up, but you think it'll be dominated by um, blue supporters? Yeah, I do. I, I absolutely do. Um, you know, there, there, there will be your closet Crusaders uh, supporters that are up here sort of around this part of the, the, the top north, and there will be the the regular season campaigners that will always travel to see the Crusaders play. In fact, I bumped into a few of them um, last night uh, 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 that, that were uh, um, just here in the viaduct. So they are, they are around um, a group group of blokes that had come up to watch the final. So, but when you think when you're talking fifty thousand people, Grant, uh, the, 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 there'll be a very small drop in, in a very big uh, very big ocean um, that the Crusaders will have to deal with because it certainly will feel like a, a, a hostile um, environment because I think that's the way the Blues want to set it up to make the Crusaders feel very unwelcome. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Our discipline's going to be huge. We've seen the spate of cards uh, throughout the season as, uh, you know, player safety, a hugely significant issue in the sport. So how central a figure? And I did ask this uh, question of David Cho to head of the, the FIFA World Cup um, uh, intercontinental playoff, and he didn't really want to answer it beforehand. How important is the referee going to be in all of this? Uh, that that pro proved uh, quite an interesting curly one uh, midweek for our All-Whites, but as far as uh, the the refereeing group tonight, what, what are you hoping? They are s such important figures in modern-day uh, rugby now, aren't they, Justin? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and we've got to be very well aware that, that the, the head contact in particular has been a blight on the game all season. Now we're talking, uh, you know, a, a a balls out full on final where players are just going to go out there and, and go absolutely, uh, and like I said, throw the kitchen sink at the game. And so you know, the, the, the there is that possibility that um, somewhere somehow there's going to be one of these accidental collisions or somebody's going to get it slightly wrong. So. You know, and the referees have shown that they're not really able under the law to use a lot of a great deal of common sense um, because world rugby demands that they pen, they pen, they penalise it harshly. So, look, I'm just really hopeful that um, you know we get a massively physical game, but we don't get any yellow cards, red cards to to affect what what is on paper just a, a final, um, you know, for the ages and and for it to be affected by uh, by regular cards or uh, discipline problems would be a real shame. So hopefully the players, I'm sure that both coaches have, have given the players that those messages during the week, you know, that uh, we, we know that it's a thin line at the moment. Let's make sure that we're accurate in that area mm. and we don't have to deal with it. That's that's all I'm hoping. I can't say and guarantee that that's, not, that's what's going to happen because it's just happened regularly across the season, these problems. But hopefully... This, this game gets settled by skills and, 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 and not a discipline issue. Uh, Justin, um, I played a, a couple of really good games at Eden Park where afterwards we've had a few drinks with the opposition in the change room. And there was one particular opposition that never came into our change room when they lost. 
um, Australia. But outside of that, we normally did have a few drinks with the, the opposition. Will the Blues and, and Crusaders boys get together depending on um, who wins or loses? I guess the losers go into the winners' change room? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Grant, it's, it's a big part of, of rugby now. Um, you know, we've, we've sort of moved on because of the, the recovery, uh, nutrition process of, of having your traditional after-match functions where the players can, you know, have a shower, get dressed, do their own little bits and then meet up with the opposition, um, you know, a bit later on for a beer. So they, they now tend to tick that box at the stadium. Uh, it's very much a part of the Crusaders' culture. I, um, I 100% can tell you that. They, they always uh, make an effort to have a beer with the opposition and, and it's very much a part of Razor's personality, isn't it? As a type of bloke he is, you can yeah. tell that he's got that in spades. Uh, and I certainly know that the Blues have been like that. It's a, it's a bit of, I think, uh, the culture that um, Leon McDonald's tried to bring into their changing room as well, that, you know, you've got to make sure that you, you celebrate your wins, but you also got to make sure that you're, you're humble in defeat uh, and yeah. that you can sit down and have a beer with the opposition. It's just at the end of the day, you're both wanting the same thing and, doing, and, and out there doing the same thing. And for whatever reason on the day, um, you know, taking taking the game off the field and, and and bearing a grudge is certainly not what the game's about. Never has yeah. been. Starts at clubs. Cl- starts at club sport, and and, yeah. and and that's the way that professionals should act too, because that's the traditions of the game. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's uh, crystal ball gaze. Let's let, let's look into the future. Let's look into the future. Check, check, just check this out, boys. Yeah. I don't know whether you can see this or not? Can you see that? God, that looks like you wearing a blues outfit, Mr. Justin <laughs> yeah. Marshall. What is that? No, Who sent you that? Who sent you that? I'm at the QT Hotel here in Auckland, and I thought, <laughs> I thought these, these are in my room. So, <laughs> Oh, brilliant. So they've left you blue balloons. and white balloons. Blue and white balloons, a bottle of red, which is really nice for a man of war, and a note saying, go the blues, and that picture framed up of me in a blues jersey. <laughs> Who did that? I, I didn't the miss a part of your career, there. right? I didn't miss a part of career, uh, your career. Someone's obviously having a bit of fun at your expense. Our producer, Ben Francis, is clapping, so it might be him. Yeah, right. So, no, the, like I say, the, 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 the banter and the rivalry and the piss-taking take, has um, well and truly been uh, at the forefront of my last couple of days in Auckland. So, I'm enjoying it, to be perfect. I'm so excited that we yeah. have got basically... A final that everyone is excited about. That traditional, historic final as well with the Blues and the Crusaders is just absolutely everything that we've asked for in, in the game. And uh, I'm pleased that we can still have a bit of fun around it as well. All right. Justin Marshall played 105 games for the Crusaders, zero for the Blues. So he's going to be completely open-minded, two-eyed on this one. Justin Marshall, how does this game go down and who wins? This game will go down... To the micro minutes, it'll 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 be mm. a tight, tense, dramatic game. Um, and and in my mind, the Crusaders, because they don't have any mental um, issues with this game in terms of expectation, in terms of pressure to win a final, uh, I, I think that they won't that that burden will carry them through. That not having that burden of winning a final. Okay, uh, I'm going to go next. I don't believe this. But I'll tip the blues. That means that means that means Grant Elliott. You've been dodging it all year. I do. You're the man with the deciding vote. 
I did, He's turned up with a red and black shirt today. That that's quite telling, I think. Yeah, and that was there was no uh, that wasn't on purpose. Serendipity. No, no, no. Yeah. Serendipity. But I guess I want to ask Justin a few questions here before I go for it because I'm I'm <laughs> I'm on the fence here. What's the weather going to be like? What is it going to be like? Because I heard it's going to be quite heavy with rain. No, I think if there's, if there's anything, they said there might be the odd shower, but it's certainly not going to be like it was last week. So. Right. I don't think the weather will spoil the game by all accounts. You can never trust that in Auckland, but the weather forecast is actually okay. And it's going to be quite warm too, I believe. Okay, well, if it was going to be wet, I was going to go for Crusaders because of their defensive pack. But I mm. think that if it's going to be dry, I'm going to go Blues. Home game, um, they are favourites. So I'm going to go Blues. Well, I can't be on your team, so I'm going to flip. Can I flip flop? <laughs> you can flip can flop. I flip you flop? do anyway. Yeah, you I'm do what you want. I actually think the Crusaders win tonight. Okay. I do. Yeah. I do. I, I just think that big game experience is um, hugely significant. What do they say? You're going to lose one to win one, Ben Francis? Oh, he'll be a little bit, he'll be a little bit grumpy. <laughs> Justin, uh, thanks so much, my friend. I know you've got a really big day ahead. Um, you've probably got people knocking on your door, dropping you, you know, more blues, clothing, some, some beanies, some scarves, um, w- wanting you to get uh, amongst it. Uh, so so we'll, we'll allow you to go prepare it deep into your study. Have a great call tonight, and thanks so much uh, for all you've done for us uh, every Saturday morning. Yeah, thanks a lot, Justin. I just had to, I did, thanks very much. I just had to just take, went for a little walk and took a couple of big deep breaths after that statement from Grand Elliot. <laughs> Get me off the line. <laughs> See you, Justin. Have a great call, fella. There, mate. Thanks, Justin. Justin Marshall, a former All That Great, a part of the Sky Sports commentary team, of course. He's joined us uh, every Saturday throughout the uh, the Super Rugby season. Gee, it's great to get his insights um, uh, each and every week. Um, what did I say? And he's, <laughs> what did I say? Was it just the fact that I said oh, I the blues? You, I, I think you've really impressed him throughout the season with, with your knowledge of the sausage. <laughs> it has been an hour of sausage <laughs> chat. And, yeah, I've got through it. All right, you've I think. Sh- Done well. Now it is time for you out there, SNZ, the listeners. We want to hear from you. One five zero eight eleven. As you can tell, all three of us, I'm not sure we're completely convinced of what we are thinking. No. We need you to help us. Uh, open. The, we'll open the lines uh, right now. Uh, it's toll free. You'll get through right now. You can text us on double eight double three. We want to hear uh, not only your prognostication for the game itself, but how are you taking this one in? And are there many households out there like the Barretts where people are split? I'd love, I, I'd love to hear those little stories. But Dave knows who he's supporting. He says, morning, men. Wasn't Susie's last name Elliot? <laughs> question mark, question mark. Go the Blues. Oh, lovely. Jim, uh, our mate Jim from Tamuka. Uh, morning, boys. Marsha, do you think Dalton Papali'i will start? Well, he's bracketed on the bench. Uh, so whether, whether or not you could throw him into the cauldron in the beginning, uh, that would be quite um, a risk. Someone writes here, hi, Daniel and Grant. Let's harken back to the 2017 Super Rugby final. Packed house at Alice Park, Annisburg. Vociferous home crowd. Alas, the Crusaders won. This team knows how to win on the biggest stage away from home. Uh, they are not daunted, writes Carlos. Do appreciate your thoughts, Carlos. Of course, in that game, um, it, there was someone was sent off, wasn't he? The, the number seven from the Lions, whose name escapes me, who... Went high into a kick. Francois Pino. No. <laughs> I'm joking. Quagga. It was Quagga Smith got sent off. Quagga. Quagga Smith got sent off in that one. But yeah, the Crusaders uh, against that rampant Lions side of 2017 uh, found a way to win there. It would not blow me away. One iota if they were able to get the job done. We'll be back with your calls here on the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show after this break. Oh yeah, I'm angry now. 
you don't want to you don't want to be listening to this sort of music if you're a player too early on in the day. Did you have psych up music? No, I was pretty. I needed to chill myself down. All oh, right, I was a bit anxious, okay. overthinking. Right, needed something just to chill. This this always this gives me a good chance to to, to throw um, shade at my brother who used to listen to Les Miserables. Oh no way! Yeah. <laughs> Before yeah. a game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, interesting choice. That is an interesting is, choice. You are with the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show with Reese Plumbing, designed to help your business grow and succeed. Reese, it works for you. G'day, Dave. G'day, mate. G'day, guys. Hey, uh, Grant, I can't believe you didn't know the sto- Susie story until you came to New Zealand. So, this is obviously the Dave that called me, um, called Susie, Susie Elliott. Um, and no, Dave, yeah. I hadn't heard the Susie story, honestly. So well, I, you guys I came have been blacking out, blacking to, out the, the truth over there. I came to New Zealand in 2003. So that was the 95 World Cup. Yes. So eight years yeah. later, yeah. and I'd never heard it in South Africa. Came here, and they were like, oh, the, you guys poisoned it. Oh, the All Blacks. Cheated. So, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm on your side now, Dave. Don't worry. I know it's a true story. Yeah, I know that, mate. I know that, mate. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, we, we've got an excuse for every time we lose World Cup. That was Susie, 2003. Oh, yeah, exactly. On the, on the journey, and uh, it was Sterling Moore that got the intercept pass. Um, hey, look, with the weather up there today, I think uh, the Blues will just edge it. You know, Bodie should, you know, he's probably been in more big games and sucked that pressure up, and I think he might just be the edge. You know, you've got... They're all brilliant players, but there's probably... You know, two, three, like, expected players. If Papa Lee pays, you've got Will Jordan, he can change game, and then Bodie, you know. And I think there will be a, a, a you know, a in-play drop goal at some stage, you know, that might just get that three points. But it'll be tight. It'll be very, very tight. But it'll be a great final. They both deserve to be there. And uh, since the Canes were the only ones to beat the Blues, vicariously, I think they made just a chance. Give it, Dave. Dave, Bowden, Bowden Barrett's it. going that well. Was in February, Dave. It <laughs> was back in February. <laughs> and, and Dave, Bowden Barrett's going well. He he looks like he's peaking. But what about Richie Moanga? I mean, he's been brilliant leading up to this final as well. That'll be a, a, a yeah. magnificent yeah. match. Yeah, that's, the difference is Bodie's won two IRB Players of the Year. You know, and when it mm. comes to this sort of game, and he is he's probably in his best form since he won those. And Richie, you know, like, it's a big game for him. He's only got another year left in uh, New Zealand rugby before he goes to Japan, and he'll want a big game. You don't know if he's going to make the Super Final next year. So this could be his last Super Final. So, he'll, yeah, you're right. He'll want to make a big impression. All right, so big and take there, Dave. Give me, give me a scoreline, yeah. Dave. Give me a scoreline. Lay it all on the line. Draw. 21-18, but it could, yeah, draw up half-time, full-time, and then extra-time is not out of the not out of the realms at all. Good on you, Dave. Enjoy it. Do appreciate you joining us here on SCNZ. Our number is 0800-150-811. You'll get through right now. The lines are open. I'd love to get some stories of sort of inter-house rivalry. If there's a Blues corner, a Crusaders corner, uh, do let us know. The lines are open. You can also send your messages to double eight double three if you just want to send us a text. Stay with us. Back with more after the A lot of dancing going on from Daniel McCarty this morning. Twelve and a half minutes away from eleven o'clock. I'm, a, I'm I'm in the mood today. Have you worked out who you're supporting though in the final? No, you, I thought, like, you whispered to me. You were going. You're going the Blues, aren't you? Yeah. After Marshall went Crusaders. You go the Blues. You go the Blues. And then you jumped in. Yeah. 
I think if you rewind the tape, um, showing my quite quite astounding, uh, incomparable broadcasting ability, I've picked both teams. I'm on the record as having picked both teams, aren't I, Ben? I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I've, I've picked the Crusaders and the Blues to win this one. I think you have. Yeah. I was so confused. Sounds but like I just you're picking well, a draw. That's, that's, the talent, that's the talent I have. I can pick both sides. And funnily yeah. enough, Ben, it said um, I just had a look at the TAB. Draws at $15. Not a bad bet, that. Let's get to the uh, Super Rugby Fan of the Year competition. Thanks to our mates at uh, Reese Plumbing. 5000 bucks up for grabs, of course. We started off with 1949 of you. You needed to make a tip every week. Uh, we whittled away the pretenders uh, quite quickly. Uh, but over the last sort of uh, two months, uh, the experts really have shown their, their true talent and, and strength. And uh, heading into um, this weekend, we had 18 still alive. We lost two last week. But 18 were still alive. And I understand 10 of them have picked the Crusaders. Seven of them have picked the Blues. And there's one to, yet make, to, to make a submission yet. So still pondering it. Can, can you, you can't pick draw and then, no, it's just an outright winner. Yeah. Sorry, stupid question. Uh, Michael does right. Blues to win in golden point. Heck of a final that would be because my understanding of the rules, that means it's a draw after 80 minutes. That means 10 minutes of uh, extra time, they'd be tied. That's when you go to sudden death in golden point. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, beyond that, you have a kicking competition. <laughs> Which is, uh, no, do you? Yeah, you do. You do. I thought you were joking about that. No, I'm not joking. I'll, I'll give you the. I'll give you the rules a little bit later in the show. Eh? Really? Once the Saturday session starts uh, proper. Um, and here's a lovely one about uh, in the house rivalry uh, today. Morning, boys. I'm really looking forward to the final today. My best mate's coming around. He's Blues inside and out. Passionately hates the Crusaders. He'll watch any game with me except the Crusaders. But he's so confident the Blues will win. He's coming around early to rub it in. He's going to walk into a Crusader-dominated bar. I've been busy preparing. Whoever else comes out on top tonight, rugby's the winner, and I can't lose because Leon and Luke are Canterbury men. L-O-L, writes PJ. Fantastic, (laughs) PJ. Wind up your mate. Um, Wind up all your mates. Have fun. That's uh, what sport is about. After all, it is 10 minutes away from 11. This is the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show in association with Reese Plumbing. Back after this break. Yeah, driven by quality, Reese does work for you. A, a big shout out once more to, to all of those still alive in our Reese uh, Super Rugby Fan of the Year competition. Good luck. I, I should have finished off by saying good luck to the final 18. You've done incredibly well to get uh, this far. We're coming up to the top of the hour. That means the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show is done for another week. Hope you've enjoyed uh, our coverage of the Super Rugby season. We've thoroughly enjoyed bringing it to you. Uh, especially being able to, to put the mind of Justin Marshall every Saturday. Reese Plumbing, uh, in it together and here for the long haul. Reese, it works for you. Just to confirm, you'd, you've tipped the blues, right? Yep, dry weather. Okay. As long as it's dry. I mean, if it's oh. hosing down at the start of the game, right. that's you, what you're I try, said. You're trying, you're trying to worm your way out of it, aren't you? Justin Marshall said it would be okay. dry. I okay. believe everything Justin Marshall says. Of course you do. Uh, the Saturday session starts uh, proper up after this break. Grant's got some things to say about the Black Caps at about quarter past 11. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.